Good afternoon. How are you? Are you all right? In the case you are not, you are in the right place. Uh, this is a pool, like the word in the scripture, where when people were invaded by issues, they walked to the pool, and whoever would dive in first, they would receive their liberty. So the church of God is a pool. When we are tired and overladened, we come and have a bath. Today we are going through a topic dealing with hidden wickedness. Dealing with hidden wickedness. Allow me to read these few verses. Acts of Apostles, chapter 8. I read verse 10. And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. Now that is Simon. Now when you jump on verse 18. When Simon saw that the spirit was given at the laying of the hands of apostles. And he offered the money and said. Give me also this ability that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for allowing us that we may meet again at this lunch hour, at this decision altar of this cathedral. Thank you for everyone that has been able to physically walk in here and for the rest of our brethren that are attending with us virtually from wherever they are. How I pray, blessed Holy Spirit, that you give me the antares and the discernment of your word. And that you enable each one of us to learn a lesson through the scripture in the name of Lord God the Father, Lord God the Son, and Lord God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dealing with hidden wickedness. What is hidden? What is the meaning of the word hidden? Of course, wickedness is a little bit clear. Something which is not right with the wrong motive. Something that is, that is not right. But how about hidden? Are there some evil things that are hidden in our lives? Are there some evil motives that are hidden in our lives? What are those hidden things? Hidden, something that is kept out of sight. That you cannot see, you cannot discern. You cannot understand. It is something concealed. Not easy to find. Yet it is present and available. But not easy to find. It is invisible or unseeable. I was almost disagreeing with the, a particular dictionary that there is a word unseeable. But I came to learn that English is my second language. It could be true. So it is something unseeable. 
Now, the context here, friends, of the Acts of Apostles, chapter 9, we actually, if we want to understand what was happening by then, then we need either to look ahead of chapter 9 or behind chapter 9. And so we need to look at the immediate neighbor verses and, and chapters. And so I was compelled, in order to understand the fuller context, I was compelled actually to stretch as far as Acts of Apostles, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, because these chapters are very good neighbors of this chapter 8 where we are sitting today. Now, the New Testament church at this particular time, friends, it is going through some tough time. And of course, I know our friends online, they might have lost our sound, but it is going to be fixed soon. Now, the New Testament church is beginning to take shape. It is beginning to take shape, and this is after the death and resurrection of Christ. And so, and the, the disciples have already received the promise in chapter 2 of Acts of Apostles. They have received the promise. The one whom Jesus, their master, had told them, you need to go and gather in the upper room in Jerusalem. And when the promised one has descended on you and you have received the power, then you're going to do exploits. So the New Testament church is beginning to take shape. And something to note also in this context, friends, is that the rate at which persecution is catching up with the apostles is actually very rapid. Persecution is, is one of the ingredients of the time. And when you see in chapter 4, Peter and John, they are interfacing with the Sanhedrin council at Jerusalem just because they have a case to answer. Previously, in chapter 3, they had actually, it was their custom to go to the temple on every lunch hour at 3 p.m. to go and pray, to watch the ninth hour. And then they had done a mistake to make an attempt of restoring one of the pharaohs who had been oppressed and exploited by the injustices of nature who was a lame beggar, and the guy was always there every day. And for this time, they were compelled in the spirit. They said, oh, no, justice, so wenkanya. And then they, they reached, and the Pharaoh expected them to pull some coins and some money, and they said, straighten your eyes on us. And intently he raised their eyes unto them. And Peter says, for money and gold we do not have. Silver and gold we do not have. But there is something, come on man, that we received. Something that compels us to climb the hill to come and seek that first. What we have is what we give you. In the name that was rejected, the name that was crushed and crumbled, yet it came back to life. The name of the risen Lamb of God. The name of Jesus Christ. Arise and walk. The guy received strength and got up. And he moved. And so there is much manifestation of the divine power of God. It is a time of revival. And as the New Testament church is taking shape, you know, it is accompanied by signs and miracles. And these are happening to raise faith. 
in those hearts that were faithless. And so we see all these things are happening. Now, not only did Peter and John face the Sanhedrin council in chapter 4, this was like a council that was, was in charge of overseeing the operations of ministry in the entire province. Now, not only did they face that, but also when we jump to chapter 7, we see that Stephen, Stephen, one of those faithful apostles and believers, he was arrested. He was arrested and also tried by the same council, the Sanhedrin council, because they do not want anyone to talk about the resurrection, about that Jesus they crucified and killed. And so when they tried, they insisted he should be crucified and stoned. And in verse 54 of chapter 7, to 59, we see Stephen being stoned to death and he dies a hero. And then now we are ushered into the real chapter for today, which is chapter 8. And actually the, the introduction of chapter 8, which is actually enlisted on verse 1, it gives us a clear hint and view of the current situation that is happening in the church at Jerusalem. Because you see with chapter 8, verse 1, it begins by saying that on that day... Now, allow me to jump to verse 59 of chapter 7. While they were stoning him, Stephen, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul approved the killing of him. And then chapter 8, verse 1. You see the, 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 the atmosphere. Bloodshed already. Persecution. Courts are trying believers. So this is the, the, the spiritual atmosphere that is happening. And then on chapter 8, verse 1. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. Now, that is the tense. That is the, the, the atmosphere. Persecution took the shape. It took the shape. So in chapter 8, verse 1, on that day, a great persecution broke out. And so many of the believers were arrested, others killed. Now, it is upon this persecution, friends, that Philip, one of the believers, in running for his life away from Jerusalem, then the Spirit of God guided him. He landed into Samaria. And when he lands in Samaria, Philip doesn't waste time to begin self-pity. It seems this Jesus is not powerful. Why isn't he protecting us from these guys? He doesn't complain. Instead, wherever he goes, he begins, Oh, ladies and gentlemen of Samaria, I am here to bring you good news. I'm a convert and a minister, an apostle, evangelist, a prophet of God. I speak about the risen Jesus whom you crucified and killed. And he gives hope. And so when he lands into Samaria city, he begins the gospel. He preaches. When you see chapter 8 verse 4, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to the city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. And when the crowd heard Philip and they saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention at what he said. Now, that is how the gospel explosion left the capital Jerusalem and it begins now crossing into the territories of the, of the 
Gentiles. And so he preaches in Samaria. And the Samaritan people, they responded to the gospel in a very, very powerful way. So it is upon persecution that Philip was scattered and found himself in Samaria. He preached in power when you see chapter 8, verse 5 to 8. Now on verse 9 to 12, where we started reading from, then we see something great. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. This Samaritan sorcerer, Omrogo, Simon, the guy had made a name for himself. He exercised public magic and sorcery. And he used it to camouflage under the umbrella that he's a man of God. But he's using divination and magic. And the man had a name. The man made money. He collected a lot of money. When I was reading about this, I remembered about the modern wickedness that we have in our time. We have some men and women of God in our time, in courts, who are making money. You doing public magic and divination and sorcery, and they can confidently say this is a church. I am a pastor of God. I am a prophet of God. But they are using witchcraft and divination. And they can speak in the name of Jesus Christ. But not necessarily the redeeming name. It is a borrowed name. And so this man, with such wickedness, he had thrived in his ministry. If I told it was ministry, in his operation, in his business at that time. And so this sorcerer, when he saw Philip penetrating his territory, that was not safe at all. It, it was actually going to attack and affect his business. Because he saw all his followers who were really magnifying and lifting him. They received the gospel of hope and they no longer followed the sorcerer, Simon. They instead followed Philip wherever he went. And many of them, they decided to be baptized. And he baptized them. Now, I think Simon, so he planned immediately. He was a quick thinker. He said, I think, because these people have been thinking I'm a man of God, so I'm using witchcraft and sorcery. So if I oppose Philip, and I don't identify with Philip, then they may think I'm not actually a man of God like they have been taking me. Why don't I agree that I've also accepted the message by Philip? And then he pretends to have accepted the message. And then to, to really fit in the system, the religious system that was brought by Philip, he says I should actually be also baptized. So omrogo he was baptized and immersed. So that way, he's seeming religious and Israel can fit in the system and identify with Philip and identify with the rest of the believers. So indirectly, he's like, I'm okay, I agree with this system. But in his heart, he has hidden wickedness. Hidden wickedness. He wants these people to follow Philip, then in the evening they should come to his shrine because he pretends to be identifying with them, dealing with hidden wickedness. So Simon the sorcerer, he claimed to be someone great, 
had amazed everyone by his acts of magic. People could call him great power of God. On verse 10, and on verse 11, Philip, Philip summoned and signs and miracles. They pulled so many people to follow him. And they were baptized like I mentioned. So Simon the sorcerer could not accept the defeat. He also was baptized to camouflage, not to be separated from the false identity that he had picked up to be a man of God. Now, when the apostles who had remained at Jerusalem, because persecution scattered most of the believers, but not apostles, apostles kept together. Now, when they heard the good news that even the, the Samaritans, those who are not formerly people of God and covenant, they had also responded to the gospel. What a powerful news to hear. They, they were excited. So they, they assigned Peter and John and said, why don't you follow up with Philip and go to Samaria and see what is happening? And these guys came. And when they landed in Samaria and got the good news that many of the Samaritans had converted, so they asked, did these guys actually receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? They said, no. So they said, come, we lay hands on you. And they laid hands and prayed. And these guys received the divine baptism. But with Simon, for him, his heart still is not right. And what he does on verse 18, he actually walks to, he walks to Peter and says, Katino, why? People will seek me. It is a serious business deal. You see, now his full intention, the intent of his heart is fully exposed. Dealing with hidden wickedness. Now the real Simon is now present. The other Simon was a camouflaging. And now this is the real Simon speaking on verse 18. He's the real one. He stands and he pleads for that. When Simon saw the spirit was given at the laying of the hands of apostles. He offered the money and said, give me also this ability so that everyone on which I lay my hands may receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Now let me tell you, this guy is not only saying whoever I lay my hands on. He knows, He knows, He knows, the guy understood this is a serious business deal. How is your heart? 
When you go to pray, is your heart right before God? When you invite people for a fellowship, is your heart right before God? I remember, I think it was in 2006, 2005, I have a sister in the Bunyaruguru community. And that's where she got married from. Bunyaruguru is towards Kasesi. And in case you are from Bunyaruguru, please forgive me. But Bunyaruguru is normally known to be a very <laughs> stronghold. Business so my sister happened to be married in that community. So I happened to go there for my holiday, and so I settled in that place somehow. Then I connected with a man. He was a pastor from northern Uganda, and he was working with some big hotel, Kingfisher Hotel. And in my fact, uh, I was working under him because he had a contract of putting up those small shelters, roundhouses for, for accommodation. So we were working as porters. We, we, we serve, and each day he pays us some little money. So that man was a powerful pastor, and he led us into the training of spiritual warfare. So every lunchtime, we'd stop our work. We spend an hour. We go to some mountain, which was opposite Queen Elizabeth National Park, we spend an hour in prayer, and then he trains us to those scriptures of warfare. And that man, God used him really to, to, to mold me. So I was under his mentorship as a powerful pastor. So later on, Pastor Joshua, later on, when we had picked the fire of revival and the fire of spiritual warfare and the interface, so we started praying alone, we'd go to the mountain alone. Now one day, I moved with my brother, my friend of mine, to a particular altar. There was a big tree where the witch doctors, once a month, where they met to sacrifice and do all the stuff. Now, because we were already full of power and the fire, and we were like Philip after the persecution, he said, why can't Somalia? The Gentile nation. So we said, why don't we dare and go and pray at this? Because everyone feared that even the local pastors, no one could go. So little us, a lot of fire in us compelled us and we moved with my brother. Because would feel the presence of Satan in fullness. And we got there in the name of Jesus. You are like, am I not going to be raptured by the devil and he deals with me amicably? And then we went on, somehow we had the refiring again. And we prayed and prayed. Let me tell you, friends, when we are inserted into Christ, he can catalyze our faith. And whatever hidden wickedness cannot stand before you, hallelujah. I remember we went on and prayed and prayed. And to my surprise, when the Bible says in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verse 19, that behold, I have given you power over all the power of the enemy. You shall trample over the scorpions and the serpents. Come on, it is real. You must receive this scripture, chew it, 
swallow it. Let it be digested and ingested into your system and you walk into it. We stood in the power and I remember as we prayed, I said we call fire from heaven to consume every presence of satanic power. There could come like a whirlwind. Then you would see many whirlwinds from the big tree. They would run, rolling, carrying grass, and they go to the national park. They all, like 10 of them, you'd see one building, it goes another. Jesus has given you that power. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Those certain rages will never be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. We have the power. We have the power. And so I don't know the hidden wickedness around you. You could be working with people who have some hidden wickedness, who are plotting your downfall day in and day out. You, you, you could be in a community which is surrounded by people who have wickedness being exercised against you. I want to invite you in this afternoon, assume your full power that has been given to you, the promise that has been given to you, stand in that community, stand in that organization, stand in that office, proclaim revival. Proclaim a new thing. And the Lord will do it. And the last three. Then we pray. Still in Bunyarguru. So we. I think we were baptized with the spiritual power. To the extent that even wherever we passed. Which doctors could sense us. One night, I had decided to actually push for seven days in prayer and fasting. And you know those days I could fast. I think these days I've backslidden. You know when you have just come to the Lord, the fire, the passion, the love. Was I'm among those who should really go back to seek God properly. Those days, there is no satanic fly would go before me. So, I think these guys would sense us. Because if you be walking on the road and you are casting demons, you are breaking them, you are cleansing of the community. These days I rarely cleanse my community. I cleanse it like once in a month. But I would cleanse the community every evening. I disarm them. I bury them into the bottomless pit. I was on fire. Sumbarganera, I need to, <laughs> I need to be refired again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, my sister's house was actually surrounded by many shrines of Balogonga Webali. You meet them during the day; they come and greet you. We have a marokuza, no bagobere zomuriro. Fire follow him. Na yocha abantu, banang. So I think this musawa na tegeranti mfuse chizibu. For about two weeks, he never got clients coming because they used to pass at a house. They go to his shrine for business. So I closed his shrine and the man had no clients because I was dealing with that hidden wickedness. And I think he sensed it. So one night, 
when I was climaxing my seven days of prayer and fasting, I think this man, you know, to capture your spirit. The other day I was reading a scripture where when God had rejected Saul, and Saul as a king was no longer hearing from the Lord, no prophet, no nothing. Prophet Samuel had died. He came afraid and went to a social and agaman sabanyamba. Gendo Jayom or Moyogwa Samuel or Guret and Jogerinae. And the witch doctor brought the spirit of Samuel. So these witch doctors, they have some of that wicked power. So this guy in the night, I was on bed in Gadaranga Sebaka. I had just prayed. I was just on bed meditating. Nagendo Kurida Mkaru, Yumaka and Gemkarum. Ne what James Sengaka Kade. <laughs> a million of rats. And they rattled around and Zimunga Zini Nazimbuka, only no Gumese, Gurina Kironga Musam, Gamukudu. No, can you get in? No, spiritual warfare is very real. When we are talking about dealing with wickedness, some of you, your houses are flooded with so many cockroaches. Even despite of the cleanness and the neatness of the house, a message is and you think these are just ordinary rats. Nezibu kanezibu. Entisa, nempuride entisa ya setan, the presence of Satan was there. And out of fear, nejagaro okusaba akamanekare merirwa. Then I was taken into the stance, forcefully. Amanyi negantuara mustence. Then all of a sudden, nendabono omologo, this sorcerer, my neighbor, he came in that stance and he got me. Now I'm putting an etugenda kursozi. So at that hill, seven witch doctors, they dug a very long pit. Kateche chinya, echuanv, nebankwata, omoyogwangi, nebankanyuga muchinya. Now I would look at them up there. And then one of them spoke to me, said, You boy, ever since you have come to our community, otubonya abonyeza. Business of it is Chagenda. Why don't you leave us? Every time you are sending fire against us. Now we want to help you. We are going to make a covenant with you. If you agree, you are going to be a successful pastor. So they told me, today, if you allow, we make a covenant with your spirit that you will not fight against us. We will give you some divine power. Simon so the doctors in Nebangamba we are going to give you power and we can assure you are going to be a powerful pastor because there are many pastors in this community that we have given power and they are serving their Jesus very well. But if you refuse, we are going to kill you. So each one got a big stone. Now out of fear in the pit, I'm beginning, should I accept the covenant? Oh, I refuse. The scripture says in Matthew, the gospel, chapter 28, verse 20, that behold, I will be with you until the end of age. We are not forsaken, brothers. The psalmist said in Psalm 23, verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thy rod and thy staff, they do comfort me. We are not forsaken, ladies and gentlemen. We are never forsaken. What is it that shall ever separate us from the love of God? Romans 8. 
And then the power of God came upon me in the pit. And I said, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When I said the name of Jesus, the power of God came and pulled my spirit out of the pit. All of them seven, they fell on their back. Those stones fell on them and they were down and I was out of the pit. Hallelujah. And then I came out of the vision and the rats in the room had disappeared. And now I was full of power. I got off my small bed. I rotated in the room and I started worshiping and celebrating. Dealing with hidden wickedness. It doesn't matter how much the enemy is going to advance against you. And the hidden wickedness is all over. But when you stand your ground in Christ, he will give you victory. Why don't you get on your feet? Hallelujah. Why don't you get on your feet? We use about five minutes in prayer. Hallelujah. Yes, in prayer. If I can ask my sister, Reverend Arganyira, to lead us into that moment of prayer. And we pray in that line, dealing whatsoever hidden wickedness around you. There is power to triumph and overcome all these forces in the name of Jesus. Receive the praise, receive all the honor and the glory. Worship him and exalt him because he alone is able. He is more than able. He's able to do much more than you can ask or imagine. He is a great God. He's an awesome God. He is a God who is ever present. He fights our battles. He promises to go with us. He promises to fight our battles. And when he fights battles, he wins before the battle begins. So worship and recognize him in your presence. No matter wherever you are, no matter whatever the enemy has stolen from you, within you lies the power of God that is able to break and destroy every hand of the enemy. Our master and our God, we ask you tonight that you arise and scatter, destroy, frustrate every hand of evil, frustrate every hand of the enemy, whatever the devil has planted in the lives of your children. Tonight we ask you, our master, to arise, oh God. Arise our Father and our God. May the power that resurrected Christ from the grave arise over your children and frustrate all powers of darkness, all powers of witchcraft, all powers of sorcery. We bring you down, we demolish you, we scatter you out of our lives in the name of Jesus. I must and our God, King of glory, no weapon fashioned against you. Your word says that shall prevail master whatever the enemy has planted it be witchcraft it be sorcery it be evil whatever it the name is we command it to bow down and worship you my father and my god we thank you for the authority and the power you have given us to trample on snakes and scorpions. Tonight we take on that power. We take on that power which you have given to us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, dress us with your power. Dress us with yourself. 
Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Make our bodies fire carriers in the name of Jesus. Lord, arise. Arise and scatter the enemy. Arise and scatter. Arise and scatter. All your enemies be scattered. All your enemies be scattered by the power in the blood of Jesus, by the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, fire, consume every satanic arrow, consume all satanic altars, consume all implantations of the enemy, whatever the evil has raised against your children. Tonight we command you to cut fire every demon surrounding us. Cut fire and burn to ashes. Cut fire and burn to ashes in the name of Jesus. Lord King of Majesty, we know that you are in control. You are a God who knows every hidden secret. Every hidden secret of life, whatever the enemy has done in secret that has frustrated your children, that has hindered your children from prospering today, we command it to receive the fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. My Father and my God, whatever demon has hindered your children from prospering in every way, right now we call the Holy Ghost fire to consume in the name of Jesus. Consume everything the enemy has planted in the finances of your children, in the offices of your children. Right now we speak the fire of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost fire, consume wherever witchcraft has been laid, witchcraft has been planted. My master, we pray that you arise in those offices, arise in those homes, arise in those marriages, whatever the enemy has planted, whatever witchcraft has been done, every sorcery, receive the fire of the Holy Ghost and burn to ashes in the name of Jesus, our master. Arise, our Father God, arise. You are our God in battle. You are our uh, axe, my master. Father, consume and destroy. In the name of Jesus, do, tonight we declare and decree that no wickedness will prevail. No wickedness is going to prevail in our lives, in our marriages, in our wombs. In our children, no wickedness is going to prevail in the name of Jesus. Whether it comes in forms of witchcraft of any kind, whether sorcery comes in the form of, of cockroaches, of rats, we consume you with fire. All the rats in houses, all cockroaches, all reptiles, we command you, receive fire, receive fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost, fall and consume consume in the name of Jesus. All agents of the enemy, receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. All demons, we command you to receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. All satanic altars, receive the fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. We give you honor and glory. Because every time you fight the battles, you win before they begin. In the name of Jesus, you promise to go before us and to be with us. In the name of Jesus, and you promise to grant us victory. Victory is ours in the name of Jesus. Because of you who is in us, who is greater than the enemy. We are more than conquerors. We are overcomers in the name of Jesus. 
And so, Lord, as we carry your praises, as we carry your fire, as we carry you in us, O oh God, we ask you in the name of Jesus that wherever you send us, demons will disappear. In the name of Jesus, wherever we step our feet, every witchcraft and sorcerer will get scattered and get lost in the fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray this afternoon that you cause every one of your children to be a fire carrier, be a fire carrier that will be able to demolish every stronghold in the name of Jesus. It be in their marriages, it be in offices, it be in their businesses in the name of Jesus, that wherever your children go, even those online, wherever they step, witchcraft will flee in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we bless your holy name. We give you all the honor and the glory. We thank you because you are right here. You are already fighting battles. Yes, you are already king of glory, scattering and destroying all sorcerers, all witchcraft, all demons, every kind. In the name of Jesus, every implantation of the enemy is fleeing because of the power in the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless you. For your servant, you have used our brother, Reverend Anthony. Lord, we ask you that you cover him with the blood of Jesus. Protect him from every satanic arrow. Cover him with the blood of Jesus. Build a hedge of fire around him. Protect his wife and the children. Protect his ministry. Oh God, watch over him, King of glory, as he comes in and as he goes out in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray the same over every one of these, your children, that there will be no any retaliation because they have dealt with the enemy today in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you to cover all these, your children, those right here and those online, cover them the blood of Jesus, cover them the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus covers you, brothers and sisters. The Lord himself is a wall of fire surrounding you to hide you away from the hand of the eyes of the enemy. We cancel every plan of the evil one. We cancel and uproot whatever the enemy has designed against God's children in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, King of glory, for fighting our battles. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for we are more than conquerors. We give you praise. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray.